0: Growler Media presents Joe vs. the Minute.
1: Welcome to the volcano! This is Joe vs. the Minute. We're a podcast that analyzes the movie Joe vs. the Volcano, and we're very excited to be on the volcano. At last, we've reached it. Today, we is going to consist of myself, Tierney Steele, and my valiant co-host...
0: What's up, listeners? excuse me i'm having popcorn (laughs) i'm having a little popcorn while i podcast tonight and sometimes that makes my throat a little bit scratchy
1: i mean we podcast about a movie so fair
0: i mean we're at the volcano let's celebrate i mean make a little popcorn
1: (laughs) it's a party it's all good responsible guests who probably aren't eating snacks on air are the lovely Mash Minute Extraordinaris Megan Coleman and my new BFF KJ. KJ, I don't know what podcast you're from or if None. you are from a podcast. You, I didn't I'm even know on that on other was an people's option podcasts.
2: Anymore. That is very smart. <laughs> you don't have to edit.
3: Well, I've done music for podcasts and that's a lot of editing.
2: Oh, okay, so never mind.
3: Oh, cool. What podcast? Cosmic Geppetto, um, Minute of Darkness. Uh, I'm missing one.
1: But I'm sure it was your absolute yeah, favorite. And you, you were on them a And I will edit it in and drop it.
3: <laughs> Escape from New York.
1: Ah, uh, yes. Well, we escaped from New York. I' Terrible at these transitions. Today, we're going to talk about minute 89, which begins with Joe's arrival at the top of the volcano, hence my excitement. And it ends with Patricia's announcement that she loves Joe. Whoa, no one saw that coming, I bet. Yeah, not if
0: you looked at the poster for the movie or the cover of the DVD. You never would have guessed.
1: No, I didn't think they even liked each other that much. Yeah, this this minute begins with my woo of the music, thank goodness. So I'm contented. We've got a lovely Rapa Nui stone head in the background of this party up here at the top of the volcano. Oh, what kind I, of stone head? I hope I'm saying that right. E- Easter Island, but the, the real name... I thought it was something like that. I, I didn't know anything but
0: Easter Island. You're the one that studied history and stuff. I was <laughs> a broadcast journalism major, so now I do a podcast as a hobby. It's
1: R-A-P-A-N-U-I. But as soon as I said it, I realized I don't think I've ever had heard that said out loud before.
0: <laughs> well, so... before I heard hors d'oeuvres said out loud, I thought it was hors Divorce.
1: Or's Divorce. That has a
2: nice, like, rhythm to
1: it. Right? It sounds that. like you
0: want to, like, yes. devour them. Because they're hors
2: So There's a drag queen in my neck of the woods whose name is Hors Divores.
0: Nice. <laughs> and they're with Bon Appetit
2: Burlesque. <laughs> I was like, yes.
0: I found my spirit drag queen. <laughs>
2: Pretty much. <laughs> Pretty much. I was like, yes, take my money and we'll come to your show. What's, what's up? Yeah. Tell me all about it.
0: But okay, leaving aside how you pronounce the Easter Island heads, so mm-hmm. Rapa Nui heads or whatever you said, what does that mean? Is there some kind of deeper meaning to the head?
1: What I hate is that I bet there isn't. I bet this is here because it's set dressing for Pacific Islandness, but I like that it's here. Because this is clearly an important site on the island. And I like the idea that it has been an important site for so long that it has one of these giant stone heads at the top of it. They take the path up the volcano and we see the lightning ball and it's the crooked path. But you believe like that could have come out of like just the easiest way up. You know how they always say like, oh, this road's so twisty because that's the easiest way before it was paved. And then they just paved what was there. But this shows that This is an on purpose location, I guess is what I'm saying. Like, this isn't just the edge of the volcano. This is where the ceremony for jumping into the volcano is going to happen. We see it better in the next minute, but I just, I really like this whole little area.
0: Well, you're bringing me to one of the things that I wanted to speculate about. So, we were talking back on Monday. About the duck of deception and the many things that, the many levels of deception that were either happening or playing out. And, Tierney, you were saying, okay, the Waponis are being deceived that this ritual is going to appease the volcano. So it made me wonder when is the last time the volcano was angry and they had to do this ritual? Has it maybe been so long that there's no one living on the island that has seen the ritual? I or is it more regular? Grain
1: of says when he recruits them. Is it every fifty years or every one hundred years? I remember having this conversation about Abe Vagoda and when the ritual was last performed.
0: I mean fifty years would have been in his lifetime, right?
1: But he would have been a kid.
0: Right, right.
1: Every hundred years.
0: Every hundred years. Okay. There we go. So it's just conveniently enough so that it could only be passed on by legend and not by anybody's direct experience.
1: Perfectly timed to have it be not within the lifetime. And the idea being a hundred years ago, there wasn't orange soda.
0: Right. (laughs) So it was
1: fine. (laughs)
0: Right, exactly.
1: Love how that's the dividing line. (laughs) I'm frozen on second 57 and there are way too many faces and masks creeping me out. So I'm going to go back to something else. I'm going to go back to reaching the top of the volcano and this beautiful exchange between Joe and the Toby, the chief. Is there any ceremony or anything?
0: Nope. You just jump in. (laughs) And I love that he doesn't even bother to turn around and look at him.
1: (laughs) Okay. Okay. I love that he doesn't bother to turn around and look at him because that is a conscious choice that Abe Vigoda or John Patrick Shanley made. Whereas later in the mo- in the minute, Patricia is going to say "Do you, Chief?" while looking at Joe, and it's very clear that that line is just ADR. <laughs> Like, she doesn't look at him while saying that line because she never said that line while on that set.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I noticed that, too.
1: (laughs) It's the Meg Ryan's dialogue is very empty room here. And she takes a huge gasping breath at one point, which working in podcasting made me like my I felt my shoulders tense up for a second. I was like, taking that out. (laughs) can't let people get into the microphone like that but it works for a character it makes sense she would need to take that gas because she just ran up the side of a volcano to confess her love to someone so like fair but the sound but editor I, me cringed.
0: me too and i hear quote unquote i shouldn't really quote unquote actual professional podcasts and i'm retracting the quotes because they are literally professionals and that they get paid to do the podcast And I hear them interviewing people. I know, right? (laughs) How do we get a piece of that pie? They have interviewees where they ask them a question and then you hear a big gulp of breath and then the answer. And it's like, y'all can isolate that gulp of breath and delete it. You know, I've done it. I'm doing this as a hobby. I'm eating popcorn (laughs) while I do it.
1: sister.com slash support become a patreon supporter of me and put a note saying that you would like me to help provide jarf with popcorn (laughs) if someone does that i will buy i will send to his house extra popcorn for jarf and jack bow wow and i suppose your wife (laughs) i have i have no problem with that i would support that entirely I love Patricia at the top of the volcano, even though I am critiquing the crap out of her audio quality. But like the way she comes out, she goes, wait, wait, wait. And then she points at him. (laughs) It's so right there. Anyone who can do like, it's not a, it's not a Harrison Ford point because their arm is straight out, but like, I love you and I'm going to point at you while I say it. It is so good face like he actually kind of looks around like is anyone else seeing this
0: you know every other time that i've watched this movie i've just been focused on joe and patricia because it's their story coming to a head but when i watched this minute i was really focused on abe Vigoda because he is so annoyed that this is happening (sighs) He as soon as she starts up. to interject, he, he turns around with this pained expression like, I cannot believe this is happening. Can this stupid guy just jump in the damn volcano like he's supposed to? <laughs> They're professing their love to one another? Come on.
1: <laughs> he gets a close-up to roll his eyes in this man.
3: I kind of sympathize with him, though, because I've never had a realization of love that was quite this angry or this sudden. I don't know if anyone else has had this experience.
1: I'm a Leo, so I'm just going to sit here in silence. (laughs) 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 This isn't a Leo thing to do at all. No. I love that when uh, Joe says, can you give us a minute? He looks at the volcano like he's checking a clock. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Right. (laughs) Yeah, that is really funny. The other reason I like the eye roll is because I hate it in romantic comedies when people on the periphery of the romantic couple are so excited that they're, that Tom Hanks and Meg Ryan are getting together. Not that I don't love seeing Tom Hanks and Meg Ryan together, but it's mm-hmm. uh, it's always like the cab driver. And Meg Ryan jumps back into the cab and she's like, I love you. And Tom Hanks says, I love you too. And then the, Meg, and the cab driver is kind of turning around from the front seat and he's got a big smile on his face mm-hmm. like, awesome, they're getting together. He doesn't care. He would be rolling his eyes like... Is someone gonna tell me where they wanna go? Is someone gonna pay me their fare? Like, people have their own lives. They don't care a romantic comedy is happening in front of them. And Ava Goda just embodies that perfectly.
1: He's so good. <laughs> I love Ava Goda in this role, I love every sarcastic, over it moment. <laughs>
0: It's funny because I thought that I wasn't really going to enjoy this whole Waponi Island sequence because of all of the indigenous rep- representation issues that we've talked about. But Ava Goda is just so good when you're really looking at it from a performance standpoint. There's really a lot to talk about.
1: I am crushing big time on Behind her before, you know, we get the Ava go eye roll. When she bursts out, the uh, two guys behind her are Nathan Lane, who has interlaced his crazy long fingers. (laughs) Oh, yeah. And then on the other side of him is someone in a crazy mask where, like, he's looking out through the teeth. But he has, like, Wonder Woman cufflinks, not not cufflinks, cuffs of the soda can. (laughs) Like, I can absolutely picture him And it's, it's gotta be a him because good Lord, look at those arms. I can absolutely picture him deflecting bullets with them though. With his jump orange soda. (laughs) Can, thanks.
0: So earlier we had Meg Ryan with her Wakanda anklet. And now we've (laughs) got some- And you hear (laughs) it. (laughs) And and now you've got some Wonder Woman, what are they, arm cuffs?
1: I guess. There's a word for it. Are they bracers? Like in the old armory mm. sense.
3: Bracers go like up to your elbow, right? Like,
1: oh, yeah, there'd okay. still be a bracer
3: that small. Yeah, I think that's right. Okay. Page, yeah. Well, Wonder Woman's are bracers.
1: Okay, this is just like a really big cuff bracelet, is what you're telling me?
3: (laughs) Yeah, this is fashion, not function.
1: Gotcha, gotcha. I like Meg Ryan's fashion. I am obsessed with this dress. I love her double floral bracelets. And then I love that you mentioned the anklet and we hear it. Like, I love that they left in the gasp, but made sure to ADR every time she moves, you hear (laughs) the bells. Yeah, Megan, how are you feeling about this dress? We always end up I mean, talking fashion. Uh, well,
2: <laughs> I know, right? Um, how, where did this fancy dress appear from? Like the, was um, she wearing it the minute she got on the island? Like it just no, wasn't in his suitcases, they
1: did it? gave this to her. <laughs> oh, okay. So this is magical island. I just, she looks fantastic. I have she always does. wanted this dress. It is painted on her. Good Lord. Meg Ryan did not get to breathe the entire time filming so this. Yeah,
2: she she got like a personal trainer to make sure <laughs> craft services didn't feed her too well, right? like Oh my God.
0: And it's also the Hollywood where nothing has to be tailored to
2: mm-hmm.
0: perfectly fit. You can crash land on an island. And they have a dress for you. And it just magically... (laughs) It just
2: magically fits.
0: Perfectly fits you.
2: There's no bra issues. There's no like weird zipper, no fat, you know. Just
0: like in a movie when a character lends another character a dress, but somehow the dress fits both of them. Just by movie magic.
2: Oh, wardrobe. Aw, yeah, and I actually I didn't realize that those are probably actually flowers. I just assumed it was scrunchies because it's 1990, and you know you, you wear you wear your scrunchies as a bracelet, right? <laughs> like that's just what you do. Did she start that? <laughs> Did she start that, or was there some stylist who was like, you know what's coming up? And, you know, would look really good. <laughs> Ah,
1: oh, they do look really good. I love the double. I love the idea of wearing double scrunchies, one on
2: each wrist. <laughs> you mean you didn't do that in middle school? Come on.
1: <laughs> no, because one of them was always busy making a uh, tail of my oversized t-shirt. <laughs> oh,
2: oh, right.
0: <laughs> so the thing that we've, the things, sorry, plural, that we've discovered through this podcast are the Dock of Deception, Dee Dee is a grain And Meg Ryan invented the scrunchie? Question mark.
1: (laughs) Wearing it on your wrist is a fashion accessory. Think is what we were specifying. Scrunchies definitely predated this movie, but
0: okay, so she didn't actually say.
1: Exploded. What if you
0: made a little fabric but elastic thing, and you put your ponytail in it?
1: No, although now I do kind of want to read the oral history of the scrunchie. You know, actually, that's what
2: I'm
0: looking up. I'm like,
2: scrunchie (laughs) history? Like, tell me more about the scrunchie. Because they're back, baby. They're back. They really are. They really are.
1: I don't get it. But I want a pair of overalls. And I think it's going to happen. I mean, there is a new Fiona Apple album out. The 90s are back. I gotta the be 90s to a pair came of overalls, back. right?
2: <laughs> the scrunchie was patented in 1987 by Romney Revson. Well, thank you, Romney. She created the first prototype of the scrunchie because she wanted a gentler version of the metal hair ties used in the 80s. And it's named after her pet toy poodle. It's not named after the fact that it's scrunched.
0: That it scrunches <laughs> up?
2: <laughs> no, according to Wikipedia, and it has a citation. She named it after her pet toy poodle. Wow,
0: that's crazy!
2: And apparently, she spent a lot of her a lot of time on legal disputes with manufacturers and her own lawyers.
0: Wow, that's like if you heard the inventor of the slinky named the slinky after their pet snake Slinky. It's like <laughs> no, it's a metal coil that slinks down the steps. It's Slinky. <laughs> it's scrunchy, but I mean, it's Wikipedia. It can't be wrong. I'm not surprised the scrunchie is coming back. Speaking of someone with not enough hair to put in a scrunchie. I I was
1: going to (laughs) say, dear JARF, I know we haven't met in person, but I've seen many photos. I don't think scrunchies have played an important role in your life, I'm guessing.
0: (laughs) No, they haven't. But I can imagine what it's like to have your hair pulled back violently and what it's like to have it pulled back gently as a scrunchie. And the scrunchie just seems more comfortable.
1: I'm now like thinking about the scrunchie that I had in the, like my favorite scrunchie from elementary school.
0: <laughs> it was denim, wasn't it?
1: No, it was it was Warner Brothers cartoons like the Tasmanian oh. Devil and Bugs Bunny and Daffy Duck.
2: Pattern. Yeah, was it one of like the big ones? Like it was really yes, thick.
1: Yeah, it was really big and like shiny material, like a Ooh. yeah, and it was And it was probably from the Warner Brothers store at the mall and the whole nine yards.
0: See, this is where scrunchies went wrong. I think (laughs) the original conceit of the scrunchie was, as Megan just said, from her uh, astute research. It was just to make it more comfortable. If it was softer, wouldn't it be more comfortable? But then suddenly they said, Oh, we can make it soft with fabric. The fabric could be anything. The fabric could be big. It could be Looney Tunes. It could be <laughs> gold Lemme. <laughs> so, and the scrunchie peaked too soon. If you, Whoa. if it had just plateaued as a nice, comfortable, low key, gentle, Hair tie, you could be scrunching consistently for 40 years. But no, you had to go Looney Tunes.
1: I think we've driven away KJ. And quite
2: frankly, <laughs> I don't blame him.
0: <laughs> I don't have a whole lot to
3: contribute to this now.
2: I will say, the scrunchy creator also wanted it to be big that there would be pockets in caps. She filed a patent for that. So I'm kind of glad the scrunchie was her most popular. <gasps> I've seen that though. Baseball caps that have like a
1: little pocket on the side. No, there. It's
2: hers was in the back. And then she made, there's a, um, the link from the Wikipedia article about like why she needed the scrunchie, the scrunchie um, has a picture of the, both the patent pictures. And there's like this weird cap that has a brim and then there's a pocket in the back. So you would kind of go to the back of your head and just kind of awkwardly get your change or your subway token or whatever.
1: Here's the problem. Oh your ID. She messed up weird. herself. If you have a baseball cap, depending on how it's designed, but in the nineties, you don't need a scrunchie. What you do is you put ponytail through the back of your baseball cap. Oh yeah, nineties fashion.
2: Yeah, that's where the cat that's where she put the, the pocket. And I was like, but if you have a ponytail, it's not gonna work. She never really wore a baseball cap, did she?
0: <laughs> so foolish oh. me, I proudly proclaimed on monday that unlike the week that i was not on megan would not be taking over this podcast this week but look what's happened look what's happened
1: <laughs> now you know how library school
2: felt <laughs> <laughs> oh so true
0: just kidding megan we, we love having you <laughs>
2: No, there, there were people I knew who found me totally annoyed. They're like, well, this girl just like, doesn't look like she talks, and then she won't shut up. <laughs> <laughs> it's part of my charm. Thank you. <laughs>
1: Now, have you ever passionately screamed, I love you? <laughs> the top of your arms. Fighting with someone else.
2: I mean, I could have. I don't know.
1: <laughs> you know, I can't believe we are this far into the minute. And I have not quoted one of the best lines of this and many other movies, which is, I, I love you. And you just can't leave me here on the stinking earth without you. <laughs> What's her? I'm trying to remember what the fall. Like they get right oh, up the in actual each other's face and it's so good. And now you're gonna kill yourself.
2: <laughs> Is that like 1990s ghosting? Like,
1: no. Go- Going against crazy. You just can't die. Leave me here on this stinking earth without you.
0: So, KJ, how do you feel about Patricia's progression at this point? Do you buy that she's in love with Joe, or does this feel sudden? In the context of the movie, I buy it. Like, I can follow along. I mean,
3: if I think too hard about it, that's not the way it works in real life. But in the movie, I'm sold.
1: In movies, this is completely legitimate way to tell someone you love them. <laughs> and I like, actually, one thing that does feel very real is that he pushes back. He's like, you love me? Like, that is something that can happen in real life that movies don't prepare you for if you grow up watching, like, Humphrey Bogart and stuff. Like, the pushback <laughs> of... Wait, wait, wait! What's going on here? And so I do a—I ap- appreciate the modernism, the modernness of having him go. Wait, what are you saying? And her being like, "I'm losing my mind. <laughs> I'm yelling at you, <laughs> even though what I'm telling you is I love you." <laughs> yeah,
3: it, it could go a different way. There's a there's a scene in um the Two Towers where A O N yells because they love you to Aragorn, and he just kind of doesn't acknowledge it. <laughs>
1: I'm sorry, I have no idea what you're talking about because I am not a passionate Aowin defender who thinks that's a criminal act against her character. (laughs) (laughs) Screaming, because they love you. I love you. It can backfire. I will say, generally, if it backfires, that's kind of a sign it wasn't a good idea in the first place. So it all works out. It's going to be okay. I, I do love this. Like, you just can't die and leave me here on this stinking earth without you. I, I'm i trying to think if it feels sudden. Because we've spent this whole movie watching her fall for Joe, but maybe not chasing him up to the top of a volcano. But he did save her on the raft, and so that changes things. Aww. Oh, Megan, you gotta tell me when you're watching this. There's a really good kiss. Music spells and everything. It's great.
2: Ooh. <laughs>
3: I think what does sell it is the is the frustration though. Yeah. Like it, it's kind of like like you should already know this, duh. She's <laughs> now. I'm saying duh. We've been talking 90s way too much. <laughs> <laughs>
2: it's back. Penny packs are back. Let me tell you.
0: <laughs> well, did anybody else have anything else for minute 89? Uh, I didn't find a natural place to slip this in, but just because of
3: Chekhov's light lightning bolt from uh, from a couple days ago on Monday, we've got a couple of people with lightning bolts face painted on. Although I want to say it's an accident because they're right on the edge of the frame. And like, if you were watching this on like a four by three TV, like they would be cut <laughs> off. They wouldn't even be in the movie.
1: Hmm. I didn't see lighting. But
0: probably in the context of creating the movie, it was deliberate. They just didn't take enough time to make sure they really focused in on that. But I imagine the costume designers we're thinking, oh, can we incorporate that crooked path insignia in a couple of places in the design? And, and probably when they watch this minute, they're like, oh, man, you can barely see it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I like the idea of someone standing up in the theater and be like, wait a minute. And instead of, I love you, it's, you can't see them make up. (laughs) But yeah, I didn't catch any lightning bolt. There are people who have like white lines drawn on their faces, but I thought that was an up and over. So I'm just scrubbing through looking for them because I bet they are there and I'm just not, just didn't catch them because I'm a bad movies by minute podcaster.
0: Well, this has been a ton of fun this week. KJ, Megan, would you be able to come back on Friday and wrap things up? Absolutely. Sure. Nice. Only for more shaky cam. <laughs> Only for more.
2: <laughs> oh, well,
1: we can do that.
0: <laughs> What's just the most realistic way to depict a volcano about to erupt? Just shaky cam. That's all you need. <laughs> well, we have gone through 89 minutes of this movie and we just have a little bit more. We've seen these characters go through so many transformations. Oh. And we've unveiled some secrets of the movie with your help. We just have a little bit to go. Where to now, Tierney?
1: Like away from the things of man, I'm sure.
0: <laughs> now I don't know. I don't know. I don't know where I'm gonna go in the volcano blue. Let me say now, I don't.
3: Wow, something is really different. I'm a growler.